Hey, we're Beat the Bots. I'm Brianna Lynn. And I'm Ezra. And we are here to share stories about our crazy work experiences. Join us and our guests while we talk about our experiences getting, keeping, and leaving jobs. And we'll be sharing our tips and tricks too. If you like us, give us a follow on TikTok at Beat the Bots and on Instagram at Beat the Bots Resume. Or you can find us on our website at BeatTheBotsResume.com. Got a story to share and want us to read it on the pod or be our guest? Email us with your stories to podcast at BeatTheBotsResume.com. And please let us know if it's okay to share. Want to get access to cool extras and help buy us a coffee? We have a Patreon now. Check us out on patreon.com forward slash beat the bots resume. If you like what we're doing, give us a rating and tell a friend about us. And if that friend is telling you a fucked up work story, tell that friend to write it to us. What is on the agenda today? We are fully in the dreaded holiday retail season. So we've come through, we've made it through Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and now we're less than two weeks away from Christmas. So we're going to talk about how to prove you're a bad bitch and ask for a raise because everyone needs it after holiday spending. So how do you prove to your boss that you are a bad bitch and you deserve a raise or a bonus? I feel like a good start would be our brag sheet. Yes. So if y'all don't know what a brag sheet is, that is the quick and dirty way to quantify or count all of your achievements. So a Mm -hmm. lot of times when people see their resume, They, I guess, get analysis paralysis. They see that blank sheet and they are like, what the fuck have I been doing for the last couple months or Mm -hmm. years or decade? You know, if you routinely tally and mark down what you do, let's say you're putting in your hours at the end of the week and you also go into your little Google Word document or it could be a journal, if you Mm -hmm. a paper journal. If you go in and you say, hey, I helped X number of customers, I sold however many dollars worth of merchandise, I was in charge of this project, I saved this amount of money, I got a certain mm-hmm. percent customer approval rating, um, anything like that that you can assign a number to, whether it's dollars, percentages, if you can assign a number to it, that is a lot more powerful than saying I was a good customer service representative, because what okay. does that mean? What is good? If you can approve to your boss that you are saving them money, that you are, I hate to say earning, you're like, we all deserve Mm -hmm. a living wage. But Mm -hmm. if you're like, hey, I am knocking this out of the fucking park, you better retain me. It's a lot easier to do that. Absolutely. So, So what kind of stuff would you think that would go on a brag sheet? I mean, when I was working at that one place that sold uh, healthcare equipment, um, I wasn't a direct salesperson, but I did speak to several customers and I helped aid in thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment. So to be like, yeah, I sell all this shit. I made the company thousands of fucking dollars. Yeah. But if you so, didn't have the audacity to take credit for what you did, mm-hmm. no one would pay attention. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you need to have a little bit of audacity. I mean, you if just, you did the work, you deserve credit for it. Yeah. And I think a mistake that a lot of people also make is they are hesitant to take credit for stuff that they did as part of the team. But you still contributed. Yeah, you actually were the one who helped me realize, like, I wasn't the direct salesperson, but I spoke to those people to get them interested in talking to the salesperson. Therefore, I helped sell all that equipment and I can take credit for it. Yeah. And it honestly, it literally just takes five minutes at the end of every week. Um. And I also love brag sheets because you don't have to worry about editing for grammar or making it look mm-hmm. cohesive. 
until you end up plugging those really relevant things into your resume. Exactly. Um, I think a lot of people make the mistake of not updating their resume or thinking about what they've accomplished over the years until mm -hmm. they are about to get laid off or they're looking for a new job. And I'm one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally get it. Honestly, same. <laughs> but I do, I do keep all of, you know, all the things that I have worked on handy so that it would be easy to tally up. But if you make it a habit just to be like, hey, like I'm going to schedule it five minutes in my calendar every week. I'm, mm -hmm. this is my bad bitch five minutes <laughs> where, you Hell know, yeah. I guess just thank myself for doing all that work and I take mm -hmm. credit for uh, everything. I take credit where credit is due. And then also there is something called the results formula that, well, I call it the results formula. The way mm -hmm. I like to think about it is whatever situation plus your action equals what result. Like mm -hmm. if you are working overtime and handling a lot of customers and your action directly contributed to that result which was saving mm -hmm. time and money and getting really good customer satisfaction, then you really need to include that. No experiences are too small. If you don't include it on your resume, that's okay. Especially if you're a college student, there's some stuff that you might want to consider including that's not technically paid experience, like your academics. If you have a really good GPA, if you have a GPA above 3.5 or 3.75, you should probably include it. goes to show hours. that you're dedicated and do work. Hard, yeah, you know? Exactly. Um, even if you want to put personal endeavors on there, even if that doesn't necessarily make it to your resume, it can still be like, hey, I'm awesome. Like, again, for students, you can like your extracurricular. Like, if you had a leadership role in your 4 H club, why are you not putting that on your brag sheet? True. A lot of people that I talked to, they all were like, oh, well, it's not paid work. So it's not experience. That's bullshit. It's all experience. Like that can be unpaid internships. I hate unpaid internships, but... Um, oh, yeah. No, they're stupid. Yeah, they should be illegal. But <laughs> here we are. Agreed. Um, like, volunteer positions. I used to volunteer. We would meet up, like, under this overpass in the city I lived in, and we mm -hmm. would distribute hygiene supplies to people. That's awesome. Yeah, we did it in partnership you know, every single month, along with churches that had the proper permits to give out food. They would take care of people's food. We would take care of, like, people's hygiene stuff like that so like that counts as experience that's like, awesome oh, i didn't get i didn't get paid for it but it was still a really good experience i think it's also really hard for people to take credit for skills that are i don't know that you wouldn't normally think about as, as a skill like languages that you speak did you know that you can get paid extra if you are fluent in a foreign language I have seen higher paying jobs for people who are bilingual. You can actually get an additional stipend or an additional raise per hour if huh. you are fluent. Let's say you're in a customer service situation. Uh, you can definitely finagle that. Do you have any questions about brag sheets? I mean, I it is something that like... I never really thought of before because I worked a lot more direct, like customer service, like cashier jobs. But when we, you and I met, we did start talking about it together a little bit. And like you said to me, you know, just really being able to quantify numbers is really helpful. You know, at the coffee shop in which I work currently, I have the ability to see how many customers in an hour I've handled. Yeah. That is something I can put on a brag sheet because if I'm handling over a hundred, you know, people in like an hour by myself, like that's insane. 
Yeah, for sure. And so like, like to mention that like, not only am I efficient and not a single complaint was had, but like I handled that many people. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, that is know. awesome. Like, yeah. I guess I wouldn't have thought before that you can put, like, brag sheets aren't just for, like, corporate jobs and things like that. Like, fast food workers and coffee baristas and things like that. Like, you are doing things that you are proud of and you are achieving. And also, too, it's kind of cool because, like, the idea of a brag sheet in general, like, yeah, it's great to have for your career purposes. But also, too, it's nice to, like, take a look and be like, okay, what I'm doing is paying off. Like, I'm actually doing work. It's not just like I'm wasting my time. This, that, the other thing. Like it's a personal happiness thing too. Yeah. And that's what's great about brag sheets too. Even though, so don't put your fucking hobbies on your actual resume that you submit. Right? We don't do any non-standard headings because those don't get parsed. Okay. I actually have a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. What? So, okay. I know that it counts, I guess, as a hobby. However, things like improvisation, right? You, as you know, I do improv. Um, improv can be a very helpful skill for a workplace. Would that be something to mention on a resume? What? Like the, they do like corporate workshops. Yes. Like different improvised slices. It, um, this is such a cop out answer, but it is highly dependent on the position that you are applying for because that's valid. They are going, essentially you're trying to be ATS. That is definitely something that I would include in your cover letter which you can kind mm -hmm. of explain more about your soft skills and why you are a particularly good fit for that role in a way that you Valid. can't with the numbers. But in your resume, you are trying to match, you're trying to tailor it to the specific job listing that you are applying to. So let's say you are applying to a customer service role and it says the word flexible or phrases like thinks quickly on your feet. I would use that exact mm -hmm. phrase if for some crazy reason it said improvisation, I would use that exact word. <laughs> but that makes sense. It's probably not going to be unless it's like a job as an actor at a theater. That makes sense. Yeah, it it's it's so annoying because it's highly dependent on the specific job you're applying to because the computer only is going to scan the words or parse the words, and it's going to say, "Are you a one for one match or are you a seventy percent match, etc." The example that I like to use is. Let's say you have in your skill section, you have Microsoft Office Suite. Mm -hmm. But then when you go to the specific job that you're applying to on Indeed or wherever the fuck you're applying on, you need to, mm -hmm. and they don't say Microsoft Office Suite, but they say like they list it out. 360. Yep. They say like, or Microsoft Excel and Microsoft mm -hmm. Word. You need to fucking change <laughs> on that, on that version only for that specific job. You need to change it because it's not going to recognize the synonym, right? It's not going to recognize that Microsoft Office Suite is literally Microsoft Word and Excel and PowerPoint and things like that. So you have to match the job listing. That's why I like keeping a comprehensive resume that I don't really touch. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like a more polished version of my brag sheet that I just add everything to. I don't give a shit about how long it gets, but you have to save a new example. <laughs> you have to save a new resume this is why I love Google Docs, because I have like a zillion copies of resumes. And make like a copy of. Yeah. Yeah. You can just make a copy of it and you can edit it and then you can label it very, very specifically. So you do not apply to the wrong job because I've done that before. That's cool. And I was like, have you really? Yeah. I sent the well, OK, so what had happened was I sent the wrong cover letter to the wrong company. And so it was like, 
you know, mm-hmm. dear hiring manager at the wrong fucking company. So this was like, this was like 10 years ago. I didn't get that job, but also I didn't really want that job that badly. So it was right when I was getting out of the Navy. So it was just like, this was before I learned about ATS. I was just blasting resumes off into the void. So, so uh, but I definitely did fuck that up. If it did happen to go through, they were like, uh, that's not the right company. So, yeah. This just in, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, Ezra, the one who does most of the brain stuff for us, is not perfect. Yeah, I've had some real dangus moments, so. Not gonna lie, it is kind of cool to hear you talk about how you've made mistakes like that, because I do, in a way, like, look up to you and think of you as, like, some, like, super smart, not perfect, but, like, it is, like, you're the one I go to for all this advice, so, like, I don't know, it makes me giggle to be like, yeah, he was like me once. (laughs) Yeah, and the reason I know anything is a lot of trial and error and research, because I have made some really big fuck-ups before. (laughs) And you know what? It's okay. It's, it's, it is valid. It's sort of funny. It's not that big a deal. Like, there's other jobs out there. Yeah. And I think that's also, too, why you're so good at this stuff is because you're passionate about it. Cause you had to do the work and you're, we're trying, you and me together are trying, mostly you are trying to stop other people from having to do that kind of trial error stuff. That is awesome. Yeah. I, um, I had a really good conversation with one of my friends recently because he was doing a, like, a community outreach event in a city a couple hours from us and a lot of people showed up specifically for veteran services because they had all gotten the same bad advice that I had gotten Um, and so Mm -hmm. they they were in dire need of networking with lawyers and things like that and I was like oh god I should have gone to that event so that's definitely like a really big untapped market and it's a little bit horrifying yeah yeah, a little bit he says (laughs) We we have all been there, honestly. Oh my god, I have gone into interviews so unprepared before. I feel it. It it's it's fine. You're never gonna see them again. We maybe. should we should have an episode where we talk about um, interview horror stories. That'd be a lot of fun. That will go hand That'd in hand really with the interview red flags. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's there's a lot. If they say, I mean, I've oh said god. this before, but if they say that the position needs to be filled immediately. And the person mm-hmm. that you're replacing left because they had a mental breakdown. Maybe maybe keep looking. The, the um, place that we had all that update about my drama <laughs> shit that we got like doxxed or not doxxed. What's the word? Bur- we got negative reviews yeah, spammed brigaded. because of. Yeah. Freaking that place on on the day of my interview, I was informed that the person who accepted the position I was interviewing for didn't show up on their first day of the job. It. It was very clear that that was for a reason, probably underpaid and overworked type energy. Yeah, maybe just some of the bad vibes. Mm-hmm. One of the last places that I worked at, too, there was a really, it was like adjacent to a warehouse and there was like a really bad chemical smell. And oh, no. I should not have taken that job because I, I mean, I ended up being able to telework a lot, but I was like, am I giving mm-hmm. myself cancer by working here? Because it, but everyone that had worked there for a long time had just gotten used to it. And I was like, dude, Ooh. it smells like straight up petroleum. It smells like really That's bad insane. here. And they were like, no, it doesn't. And I was like, my boyfriend could literally smell it on my clothes. And he was like, yeah, bro, what? Insane. Yeah. Back to the brag sheet thing. I, yes, I fucking hate doing the dog and pony show to be like, oh, I'm such a good employee. Yeah. Um, you just, you have to, you have to just jump through it's these the little It's the way hoops. it works. Yeah. yeah. 
it's a shame, but at the same time, like as long as the system is like this, you're going to have to play into it a little bit. And if you have a brag sheet and know that you need to, like it at least will be helpful in the meantime, you know? Yeah. There's one more thing that I wanted to say about a brag sheet. Yeah. So a brag sheet is where I like to store my references. So those are people, those are people that you would feel comfortable listing to vouch for you for all that work that you did in various positions. Don't list your references on your resume and don't say references available upon request because of course they're available upon request. Like why are you? Yeah, you don't need to put that. But I like using the brag sheet to list my references because then you can have it all in one section at the bottom. But I like being Mm -hmm. like, hey, for this specific position in chronological order, who did I work for? What is their phone number? What is their email? And like, it's like like a Rolodex type thing. But you can, if you don't have a great memory, you can also write things about them. Jog your memory. Hey, is this the person that is from my hometown? Is this the person that they're super proud of their kids' ballet? Stuff like that. So you can be like, oh, hey, do you remember me? And it'll help jog your memory. And then also, that's awesome. Yeah. And then also, be sure to get their approval first before listening. Yeah. Because I would be, I mean, I would probably, unless someone was like total shitbag, I would probably vouch for people if an employer called me out of the blue asking about them. But it's good to have a heads up. Oh, for sure. I um, I used to do employment verification as like a job that I did. And uh, one of the most common things was, oh, I didn't know that that was something I was going to have to do. Yeah. So I would have to like, re- reference phone calls and things like that. Yeah. I had one time someone listed mm. their former employer as a reference. And the way that the guy left the company was by being like, fuck this place. <laughs> I'm out. That's really funny. And then, like, smearing paint on the walls and stuff. Oh, my God. What is, I was I like, am. why would you put this person on your resume? It's for, it's better to not list a reference yeah. for that position if you leave on bad terms. I'm just... Honestly, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Because they don't have to give you a glowing review. They can say, fuck that guy. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, legally, there are, like, certain things they can and cannot report, whatever. Yeah. But, like, at the end of the day, like... If someone says, no, they're not eligible for rehire, that could be enough of a reason not to get you a job. So why would you put someone that you ended on bad terms with just in case? Yeah. It's really good to not burn a bridge unless you absolutely have to. Um, So we actually have, as part of our every fucking template under the sun bundle, things like the total job template bundle. I don't know. It's on the website, (laughs) in the store. You can find it. I'm pretty sure that's what's named. Yeah, I'm sure it's something like that. have like templates for how to email a potential reference if you're really buddy buddy there's a version if you are more professional there's a version of that and then we also have templates on how to leave your job because Mm -hmm. you need those dates you need you need to confirm in writing that you were fired or let go and not quit because otherwise you're ineligible for unemployment benefits in most states yep so although times that employer won't uh won't respond to your emails, which kind of further helps your issues. Yeah. It's fine. But no, our templates are really helpful, honestly, because like I don't I used to like with references, I used to like freaking post a broad Facebook message be like, hey, who wants to be my uh who wants to be my reference? Oh, and yeah. now I can just like directly be like, hey, you are a great person for this. Are you cool with it with the templates and shit? I think again, people get they look like a blank email 
and they freak out mm-hmm. a little bit, it's fine. Most people genuinely want to help you. Oh, oh my God. Sure. That's like, that goes back to having audacity. So you need to have a little more audacity. Yeah. Because you need to act like you fucking grew up in a country club and you deserve to be there, right? Yeah. <laughs> so sad. Because I love that. a lot of people don't. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to ask. No, fucking ask. The worst they can say is no. Yeah. Well, they could say a couple more words, but generally the worst they can say is no. You need to have the audacity to be like, hey, these are my achievements. I'm a fucking bad bitch or bad. I don't know. What's a gender neutral? I'm a dedicated. Yeah. Or I'm a, no, I feel like I feel like sometimes bitch can be general neutral. Yeah. I feel like a bad bitch. I think I, think I, I when I say hot bitches go to therapy, bitches is a general a gender neutral term. Bitches can be, or like bitch, bitch and bitches is gender neutral. Yeah. Um, fuck, what was I talking about? Having the audacity and acting like you were born in a country club. Oh, yeah. You need to have the audacity to ask for a raise. Mm-hmm. You need to have the audacity. Reach out to your references. You need to have the audacity. If you have about 40% of these skills for a position, you just apply. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. that have natural audacity, we'll call it. It's my, uh, yeah, as my friend calls it, caucasity. Love it. That's exactly what you should call it. Uh, a lot of those people, you know, they'll hit a couple of the wickets, but they'll still apply because they don't care. They're like, oh, I'm amazing. I'm like super smart. Is it the Dunning-Kruger effect where the less smart you are, the more confident you are? Maybe. Because remember, you need to leave yourself room to grow. Absolutely. Because if you hit 100% of the skills for that new position you're applying to, where are you going to grow? You need Mm -hmm. to leave yourself room to get something out of that position, just like that position is getting something out of you, which is your labor, right? Absolutely. Yeah. If you have about 40% of the skills, you know, like obviously if you're applying for a nursing position, make sure you have a nursing degree. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, like when it comes to things like that. Yeah. As long as you have the requirements, you definitely need it, whether that be a certification, a degree, a certain hard skill. Like, I'm not going to become a linguist or a translator if I don't speak that language. But for yeah. a lot of those skills, you can learn on the job. Like, maybe you're not great at PowerPoint yet, but you can learn, which, fuck PowerPoint. Yeah. I hate PowerPoint. I used to be I agree. a PowerPoint war at my old job. I love that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, leave yourself room to grow. The worst that can happen is you don't get selected for that position or you, yeah. you know, don't make it through the interview, whatever. It's not a big deal. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Since we're talking about being a bad bitch and asking for a raise when you deserve it, what is an appropriate amount of time or when would be a good time, do you think, in your employment to speak with someone about that? Hopefully your employer already does reviews, whether mm-hmm. that's annual, semi-annual, that would be a really good time to bring that up. And I would have, again, your numbers prepared. Absolutely. I, I would be like, hey, like, I've been knocking it out of the park. Here's my proof um, in case they haven't noticed, because chances are your boss probably doesn't notice you as much as you notice you. And then if you have been at a company for a year, I think that your anniversaries, I think that's a good time to bring it up. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. I figured, you know, just better to ask and make sure that I'm making the right assumption. Yeah. Let's say you have been there for, it doesn't have to be a year anniversary, but you have taken on a new project and succeeded in that project. I think mm-hmm. that would be a really good time to be like, hey, 
I would like more responsibility, but I would also like compensation for that because I've proved myself, but I can't keep up that same level of effort. In this Without current. being properly compensated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There is a way to be diplomatic about it. You don't want to be like, I'm going to fucking quit if you don't give me a raise. You can be no, like yeah. that. Sometimes it calls for that. But um, yeah, you don't want to burn your bridges unless you absolutely have to. But yeah, there's, there's multiple opportunities to be like, hey, I'm awesome. Here is the condensed version of my brag sheet and I deserve it. What do you think? Yeah. It can be a conversation and it, compensation can also come in the form like maybe they will be willing to you know, pay for your college so that you can mm -hmm. become like, me project manager or something equivalent. It doesn't necessarily have to be money in your pocket, although that is great. Yeah. Well, that actually, that was that the pay for your college thing reminds me of my ex. He was working for a company um, that like he was an intern for a while because his dad knew someone there at the company. And so he was like an intern for a hot second. And he didn't have the degree that was required of the position, but because he had worked for the company a little bit here and there as an intern, they were like, listen, we'll have you, but you got to get your degree eventually. So we're going to pay for it. That's awesome. And he was not getting paid, you know, the best. He wasn't getting bad pay, but they were working with him on that. And that's super cool. So, you know, he was like, absolutely. Cause that could help open horizons for future, you know, room for growth and other opportunities. Yeah. And I know it's becoming less and less common for people to stay at companies for an extended amount of time because yeah. you actually year over year will make a lot more money if you job hop a little bit because then you can keep yeah. renegotiating your pay. But there are yeah. still companies that it is wise to stay at for long term, you know, if they do offer those sort of perks and stability and things like that. It, it just Absolutely. really depends on the situation. Yeah. Do you have any other questions? Okay. I feel like I'm on like a little panel discussion, <laughs> which I love doing those. I wish I had because I know you're enjoying it, but I don't think I have any other questions for today's episode, though I'm sure I could think of it for next one. As we get into the holidays, we should definitely talk about self-care and red flags. Absolutely. Red flags, self-care and work-life balance, because I know that especially to like a lot of places pay holiday pay. Yeah. So the urge to work during holidays and take on longer shifts is going to be overwhelming. Yeah. But really got to take yourself and make sure we take first. So I think that's a really good topic for next time. Absolutely. Anyway, I guess the moral of the story is if you're a bad bitch, take credit for it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, what do we always say? One, two, three. Cuz fuck, fuck them. them. That's, that's why. why. Bye. Take care of yourself. <laughs> yes, we love you. Drink water. Please drink water. Oh, yeah. Hydrate or dehydrate. Thank <laughs> you.